Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To my unquestionable surprise, I did it again. Theo and I finished fucking. Our first round of sex that night, or was it the second? And then I went into the bathroom to wipe myself clean. Then I returned to him and mounted him like I hadn't already. His cock entered me with ease, and I was working my butt even before I settled firmly on his shaft. His prick thrust its way to my heart, where I wanted it to go. Time didn't appear to matter. Nothing mattered besides me riding my lover's cock, offering my body and soul to his undeniable pleasure and getting it back tenfold. Theo lay on top of me and didn't stop punishing my pussy until I damn near began to see stars. I gritted my teeth when he made me climax. I saw myself back in college, sophomore year. It had been mid-spring when I met Derek. He took me dancing, and that was when I fell in love with him. I loved grinding against him, and he seemed to read my mind and kept pulling me into his grasp whenever it felt like he was losing me. I loved the rhythm of his movement, loved the way he breathed against my neck as he pulled me into his arms. By the time we finished dancing, I knew I wanted to fuck him, he telepathically got the gist and wasn't going to take no for an answer. We got into his car and he drove me to his apartment in town. The sex was smashing, except it hadn't been just him, two other of his buddies were there and I was too caught up in my sexual delirium to care when they got me stroking their cocks simultaneously while Derek held my legs above my head and kept thrusting into me. The good thing was that they wore condoms. Derek climaxed and pulled out of me, and then one of his buddies jumped in frantically and continued where Derek had left off. They offered me something to drink, they gave me blunts to smoke, and we continued fucking into the night just like tonight. I cannot get over fucking you, I murmured while I caressed Theo's chin. Hmm. Every time I'm with you, it feels like it's our first time. Careful, or you're liable to fall in love, he chuckled. That I won't mind. I'm thirsty, I sat up. You want me to get you something, too? A glass of water will do fine. I kissed him as if to inform him not to go anywhere before getting out of bed. I wore my nightgown and pushed my hair back in place before slipping out of my bedroom. I went and placed my ear against Lucy's bedroom. Silence. I continued to the kitchen. I knew my way around my house even without the lights on. 
I made it to the kitchen as quietly as possible and was refilling my glass when I heard someone stumbling around, cursing. I knew who it was even before she switched on the kitchen light, then jumped when she saw me. Mom. Lucy gasped. No, it's Casper the friendly ghost, I replied. Lucy wore an unbuttoned shirt and a pair of panties, I could barely make out her breasts attempting to stick out from behind her shirt. That shirt doesn't belong to you, young lady, I remarked. Am I guessing it belongs to a man? Touché, mom, Lucy smiled as she came to look in the fridge. I slept late last night and woke up feeling hungry. Yeah, and I'll bet something must have kept you up late. What's on your mind, mom? Right now, I just came down for a glass of water. We'll talk more in the morning. Good night, Lucy. Don't forget to turn off the lights when you're done. I was on my way back when I stopped to peep into her bedroom, then returned to mine. I switched on a bedside lamp and offered Theo the glass of water. Thanks, babe, he said before draining the glass and smacking his lips. Boy, I sure needed that. Trevor's gone, I said. I peeped into Lucy's bedroom and didn't find him there. Unless I didn't look properly. The sneaky devil. Good thing he didn't take your Lucy home with him. His mom would have found out and skinned his hide. Now won't that be special, I thought with amusement. What would happen if your wife finds out about you and me and of Lucy with Trevor? Whom would she get most upset with? Theo left the bed to scrounge in his jeans pocket. He came away with a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. He lit one for himself and one for me. You know damn well, Sheba's gonna go ballistic if she knew you and I were fooling around. Trevor's still a kid, he'll probably get more pussy when he makes it into college. It's funny, yesterday, I told Lucy that she knows little about men, especially black men. I'd love to keep her pure until she leaves home and gets into college. Looks like I failed at that. You're a good mom to your daughters, Agnes. Stop selling yourself short. Kids these days are of a different mindset, they've got the internet and stuff. Ain't nothing you can protect them from for too long. My parents tried with me, and it didn't work out. Remember I told you how they got mad when they found out I was dating a black guy? They grounded me for a week and told me to tell Odette, my then-boyfriend, that I didn't want to see him again. Yeah, you told me how racist your folk were. I don't blame them. My old man would crawl in his grave if ever he knew I was getting in bed with a white chick, especially one that's got two lovely girls for another man and whom I ain't even married to. You saying if you and I were ever to get married, your folks wouldn't agree? If we're talking 15 to 20 years back, that would have been a no-no. But my folks are dead, so I doubt they'd mind. But you've got Sheba. Yeah, I've got Sheba, he replied. And you've got two lovely white girls I doubt would fancy knowing about you and me. I was silent for a moment, lost in thought while I smoked my cigarette. Sleep seemed to be the last thing on my mind. Maybe it was because I had a special man sharing my bed compared to other nights, when it's just me. Lucy was likely in bed dreaming about fucking Trevor again.
Such a slut. If she was to get with a black man, I'd have preferred she got with someone more enlightened and experienced. Someone who'd let her know how bad wanting black cock feels like than getting it from someone of the same age. I'd like you to fuck my daughter, I blurted. Theo didn't say anything. He had long crushed the remains of his cigarette in an ashtray and was lying motionless beside me. I shook him to see if he was awake. Did you hear me, babe? I heard you, he said. Why on earth would you want me to do something crazy like that? I want her to know what having a mature black cock feels like from having a young black cock. You're right when you said that I cannot always protect her. If I can't, then I might as well remake her into something close to me. He turned to look at me. You're talking crazy, Agnes. Your daughter's way too young for me. She's past twenty, I countered. We're talking incest here. She's an adult, and you would make for a great mentor to her. You want me fucking your daughter like I'm fucking you? That what you're saying? Yes, it's what I'm saying, and it's what I want. That ain't what she wants, Agnes, Theo argued. She's got Trevor. Let me be the one to take care of your son. What I want is for you to remake my daughter into a future slut. Can you do it, babe? Theo said nothing. He returned to lie on his back and shut his eyes. I switched off the bedside lamp before laying my arm across his wide chest. Minutes later, I slipped into dreamland. I woke up and didn't recognize the room I was in. Bodies were piled on top of mine, and multiple snoring were occurring in the room. The room was dark and it felt like I'd woken up in a horror movie dungeon. It took some effort to extract myself from underneath the bodies that lay carelessly beside me and then tottered to my feet. I found a light switch and flicked it on. Derek and his buddies slept so haphazardly across the bed. The bedroom stank of semen, alcohol, and weed. I went into the bathroom to clean myself up. I did a hurried job about it as I didn't want Derek or any of his friends to come awake suddenly. I returned to the room and gathered my stuff before getting into my clothes. The time was 5.55 a.m. I wore my shoes and quietly let myself out of the apartment. I walked a short distance before finding a taxi that took me to the hostel where I was staying. Few of the girls were up and about, and neither seemed bothered about my return, I might have spent the night reading at the school library for all they cared. I made it to my room, got out of my clothes, and went to jump in the shower. My pussy still bore the memory of the night's event. I packed some ice cubes in a bag and lay in bed while applying them to my crotch. I knew Derek would call later. At that moment, I expected his call more than I cared about my studies. I had no idea when I fell asleep. The next thing I knew, someone was shaking me awake. Babe, it's time to split. Hmm, my eyesight was blurry at first, then I recognized Theo with his face inches from mine. What he meant suddenly occurred to me, and I came awake then. Oh, yeah, babe. Sure. I pushed the covers off me, sat up and stretched my arms while I cracked a wide yawn. I looked at my watch, 
the time said, 6.02 a.m. I swung my feet off the bed and came to my feet. Theo was in his clothes, ready to call it a day. We'll go through the back door, I said after slipping my feet into my slippers. I opened my door an inch and peeped first, not wanting to be surprised by Lucy. Seeing the coast clear, I opened the door further and Theo followed a step behind as we passed my daughter's bedroom door to the kitchen. I opened the back door and shared a lengthy kiss with Theo before letting him go. If only I didn't have to. I smoked a cigarette to calm myself. I needed to prep my mind for what I had to say to my daughter once she woke up. The time was 7.12 a.m. It's funny how it's often the simple things in life that end up making you nervous. In this case, I was nervous, angry, and excited all rolled into one. I might as well have been confused about my intentions, knowing they were insane to consider, yet aroused by the idea of what it mattered to me. And what really did it matter? How come I saw myself having this idea of ever wanting my lover to screw my daughter in the first place? Perhaps it had a lot to do with how wounded and hurt I was after my parents admonished me for dating a black guy and then wanting me to end the relationship with him. My parents grounded me for a week, and I spent much of the time in my room, crying my eyes out. I hadn't hated my parents so much as I did during that period, I might as well have stolen my dad's shotgun while he was asleep and ended both of them, then run away with Odette. But run away to where? The future I dreamed of was murky, and even I couldn't decipher it. Besides, the last thing I ever wanted was to become a criminal. I'd watched Bonnie and Clyde and had no dream of wanting to be like those two lovebirds. An idea occurred to me during those nights when I thought about breaking away from Odette. I thought that maybe if I could talk my parents out of forcing me to do what they wanted, especially my mom, I might continue having a relationship with Odette. Maybe I could get my mom to see his good side, to let her know that black men are just as kind and loving as anybody else, and who knows, maybe I could get her to invite Odette over for dinner and let her see his cock. I figured once she saw what Odette's cock looked like, how massively gorgeous it was, then she would agree there's more to love than fear. That was what I thought I'd do, and the image was clear to me. I saw my mom gravitating towards Odette while having dinner while my dad sat across, growling but not doing anything because of my mom. I imagined my mom sneaking her hand under the table to Odette's thigh, giving him a sort of come-on smile. Later, after we retired to bed, my mom would sneak Odette into the house and have sex with him in the living room. I pictured her keeping quiet so as not to rouse dad from his sleep. I'll be flirting between the corridor, making sure dad wasn't waking up, then returning to the living room to watch Odette fucking my mom. It was such a perfect caper, except one I knew I could never pull off. Back then, in my small town, the last thing you'd ever see if a black man fucking a white woman. Not to say such never occurred. There were rumors and idle talk about so-and-so doing some black man somewhere, but you never saw. Too bad there wasn't the internet then, or phone cameras, to show what everyone was secretly up to when eyes weren't watching. Nice to see you're finally up, I said to Lucy when she strolled into the kitchen. 
She was wearing a t-shirt this time as opposed to what she wore last night. I've been waiting to chat with you, young lady. Lucy groaned, as I knew she would whenever it involved me wanting to talk with her. What did I do wrong this time, Mom? Oh, you did plenty of wrong last night, Lucy. Don't act like you don't know what I mean. First, pull yourself a chair. She did pull a chair and plumped down, waiting for my axe to drop. I was on to my second cigarette when she appeared. I crushed it into the ashtray beside me and then turned serious on her. You were with someone last night, I said candidly. Lie about it all you want, but I stood at your door, and I heard. I didn't just hear, but I peeped inside and saw you. Lucy gazed at the table, not wanting to make eye contact with me, but folded her arms across her chest, letting me know that whatever punishment I meted upon her wasn't going to change a damn thing. She was turning into a younger version of me. You're not going to say anything? I asked. You're not going to defend yourself? Pretend I haven't the foggiest idea what I'm talking about? No, Mom. I've got nothing to say about whatever you heard or think you saw. You're not even going to apologize, even when I told you about bringing men into this house? Are you going to say we never had that conversation, young lady? Yes, Mom, we did have that conversation. And I'm sorry, but maybe I wasn't listening too good. I detected sarcasm in her tone, but ignored it. Sure. I'll bet you're listening to me now, right? I told you I would tell the kids' parents about you, and I'm keeping my word on that. Lucy looked at me wide-eyed in disbelief as if I had reached across and slapped her cheek, which I almost wanted to do. It was pleasing to know my words had shocked her. Mom, you can't. I'm sorry, but you left me no choice, I said. I spoke with Trevor's dad last night after seeing him in your room, and he said he'd like to speak with you about this. You'll be off to school soon, right? Yes. Good. I'll be off to my hospital job this morning, too. But I want you to come by the bar where I work later this evening around 7. And you'd better be there, young lady. Don't think I'm playing with you here. Lucy groaned again, louder than her previous. I was almost chuckling as I saw the despair on her face. She resembled an ice cream melting under the sun. Mom, please. Do I have to? Yes, you do. I'm tired of talking and you not listening. Maybe this time you'll learn something beyond what you think you know. I got up and emptied the ashtray in the waste bin. You'd best be getting ready for school. Yes, Mom. She got up and shuffled out of the kitchen. I was smiling to myself the entire time, surprised about the beginnings of the plot I was about to pull. I couldn't yet tell how good it would go if Theo would play ball, but I figured what he needed was further winding and then he would fall through. It sounded despicable though, what other stuff I had in mind that I wasn't going to let him in on. Telling him about it would undoubtedly floor my plans. I was indeed turning into an evil type of mom, and I couldn't help liking it. I returned to my bedroom to call my younger daughter, Abby, still spending time with her dad. I would leave calling Theo for later. 
Theo had no idea that last night, while he slept, I looked into his phone and acquired a number I needed to call. The outcome of this phone call would seal the deal to what was coming next. I dialed the number and went to shut my door before a voice at the other end came on. Hello. Hi, is this Trevor Michaels? Yeah, that's me. I'm Agnes, Lucy's mom. Yes, you know Lucy, you've been seeing her for some time now. After a week of being home grounded had elapsed, my parents sent me off to school to remind Odette that I wanted nothing to do with him anymore. I promised my mom I would do exactly that. I don't ever want to see you talking to him or any of his kind ever again, you mind me now, Agnes, she admonished me one final time. One of these days, and I pray the day never ever comes, your kids will do the same to you. Then you'll learn how much pain and shame you've brought to your father and me. I left the house that morning with my head hanging low between my shoulders. My blood bristled with fear and hatred for my folks. At that moment, I wished nothing good ever to come to them. I wanted to run away from home so bad, and I would have gladly taken Odette with me. Like Bonnie and Clyde, except without anyone getting shot. As luck turned out, I didn't catch sight of Odette during school hours. I looked around and even inquired from one of his friends, who said he, too, hadn't seen him all morning. I feared that maybe my dad had gone looking for him last night and purported some harm upon him. It wasn't until I was leaving school that I saw him hovering beyond the school compound. He saw me and broke away from his friends to catch me along my route to get home, where nobody would see us together. He grabbed my wrist and pulled me into a bushy garden. There's something I need to tell you, I said to him while glancing about to make sure nobody was lurking about. But can't say it here. Let's meet later then, he said. Sneak out of your home and meet me around your backyard. We established our time of meet and then Odette's took off in a different direction. My heart had been fluttering the entire time I was with him. I couldn't wait to see him later that night. Listen to this episode and other wild erotic cuckold tales on Shango's Zone podcast on Spreaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and elsewhere. Visit my website, DamienDiesel.com, to check out my books, blog, and also to participate in my forum. Take good care of yourself, and goodbye for now.